such paralyzing terror as in this hair-raising orgy of fascism. The mouth of the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death. Hello and welcome to episode 855 of Dread Media. I'm your host, Desmond Reddick, back with you for another great episode. Telling the truth, I came down with a cold two days ago. Yesterday hit me really fucking hard. I'm a little better today and I'm trying to conserve energy. Uh, well, actually, well, hold on. So like tonight I was like, oh, you know what? I'm still not feeling very good. My energy is not high. So I'm going to leave the podcast till later. And then I remembered that I'm going to a concert on Saturday in Vancouver. So I don't have time this weekend to deal with this podcast. So I invigorated myself with fake energy. I stood in front of my fire. It's cold as fuck here, by the way. What is it right now? currently minus five and it's going to go down to uh minus 11 it's going to be minus 11 in the morning yikes that's not temperature that we get here not in this part of canada generally so it's cold and uh yeah so (laughs) i don't know invigorated with fake energy to get this podcast done and dusted uh, so that you guys can have it before the weekend over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash dreadmedia. Help support the show in the best way I know how. And then uh, I won't be rushing on Sunday night to get this podcast finished because, God, I used to do that all the time. Don't dig those days. But we got a great, excuse me, we got a great episode for you. This week, Dwayne and I are finally covering... A folk horror film called Jug Face. That's right. Jug Face. Uh, you might not have seen it. Uh, it's easy to find. It's on Tubi. I think it's on Plex. It's on Shutter. I talk about it in the review. But Dwayne and I talk about it. Great little movie. And then I'm going to come back because I like, I like movies with pits in them and horror stories about pits. So I'm going to do my, uh, Dread Media top five pits stories. Eh? All right. So, without further ado, let's get to the review of Jug Face. First, we're going to listen to a song by the great Napalm Death. This is from their relatively recent record, a couple years back. Apex Predator, Easy Meat. This is Napalm Death with Cesspits. Go 
Hey, Dwayne. Hey there, Des. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I might be in might be in trouble. Uh oh. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I think I might be pregnant, and I don't know what to do about it. So. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I think it was in. I went like swimming on a full stomach or something. Or, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. I don't know. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but they got to improve the the sex education in this country. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I, I don't know. I'm kind of worried because I'm kind of getting mixed up with this kind of like um, kind of backwoods southern kind of community that is so small that they um, they kind of like have their own way to worship. Uh, some kind of freaky uh, things that they do, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I just maybe um, uh, maybe I should uh, maybe I should get an abortion. So okay. just kind of get out of this whole situation, and yeah. uh, All right. just something's not right here. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that was that was that was a journey. Yeah, but uh, at, at, you know, I, I think maybe you can help me out though. If you uh, could you tell me a story of another person who may have been in some similar situation sure 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 uh well it, you know what it uh if we really want to lighten the mood right uh we can uh we can discuss a movie that uh that is very very similar to your situation oh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll help you i'll get the popcorn okay i gotta uh, get uh, i'll get some butter because i'm eating for two now but uh, <laughs> <laughs> What movie are we Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, how about 2013's Jug Face? Uh, this is from writer-director Chad Crawford Kinkle. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a folk horror film. Yeah. Uh, I believe also available on Shudder, both Shudder, Tubi, and AMC+. As, uh, as IMDb tells me, uh, is a movie about a, you know, sort of backwoods, uh, small community, uh, where, uh, they worship a pit in the woods. Right. Huh. Uh, and so they have a really interesting way of, of discovering when the pit wants a sacrifice uh and that is uh is that when like the the pottery comes out of the thing looking good and not exploded is that is that no it's that i i'm the, con- very confused yeah. about okay. it <laughs> so it's when they uh, yeah no I, I think it took me a while like i think you've seen it twice now but uh yeah, so the guy who makes the pottery, um, his name's like Dewey, I think. Right, right. Uh, basically, what he does is he kind of goes into like a trance and, mm-hmm. uh, and then basically makes the pottery, but doesn't really know what he's done. Like it's because he's like in the trance. And then he puts it in kind of like a kiln or whatever it's called to kind of fire it. And then, um, I, I imagine he maybe comes out then the next day, like out of his, his shack or whatever. And, uh, and then kind of just sees like what he's made. And then up to this point, the community has been kind of taking it at face value <laughs> that uh, <laughs> what, whoever's face is on the jug is like the next person to, uh, to die or like to be um, sacrificed. And it's kind of like, a, you know, not prophecy, but it's kind of like it's thy will be done kind of thing. Like we're basically 
once you get this message. Yeah. Yeah. The threat, right. or whoever is, you know, what, whoever the other gods are or whatever, uh, then, um, yeah, you're supposed to kind of like follow through with that destiny just because it's good for the community, uh, for yeah. the good of the, of the uh, community. So, yeah. Yeah. So, because, uh, well, she is, well, she's pregnant because she's raped by her brother, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's, uh, that's fun. Uh, and then she has to hide the pregnancy. And she also hides the jug that she goes out. She goes out and finds the jug in the morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Before, uh, Dwight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And she discovers that the jug is her face. So then she like <laughs> takes the jug and runs out into the, into the woods and, and buries it. Right. <laughs> and then the dude, the potter comes out and looks and he's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I guess I never did one. That'll make a jug. And then, uh, and then shit goes sideways. Like shit starts happening, right? Like, yeah. Like people are getting sick and, and fucked up and, and it's because they're not appeasing their God, but they don't know it because they were, uh, sort of waylaid by, uh, this girl, uh, Ada, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Played by right. yeah. Lauren Ashley Carter. Man, she is fucking great. She just, yeah, she is, she is yeah. just her, her quality in this movie is that she, she's just stricken, you know, like the yeah. entire, like she is so, you know, put upon that, you know, she can just break at any second throughout this entire movie. And she's trying to, of course, escape. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. It's, it, it's a great little folk horror film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, like when I saw this just kind of on my own and stuff, and I kind of thought, you know, I think this would be one that, would be good uh, for Dread Media, like because I know you hadn't seen it. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen it, and uh, yep. I've always sort of meant to watch it. It's always been something that when I see, like, oh yeah, I should definitely watch that sometime. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Exactly. Like it's kind of the um, yeah, the great kind of you know southern backwoods kind of horror, but uh, and it's kind of like the in a way the horrors. Well, I guess. Maybe, well, actually, horror is kind of equally perpetrated, I guess, by people and then yeah. by some sort of supernatural force, which the people believe in. So, um, yeah, I just love the idea of like the fact that there's basically like a worshiping like a like a hole full of blood, basically. <laughs> and, you know, on the one hand, you might think, well, you know, uh, well, like, let's say it was something a little less ominous, like, say, it was on a waterfall or some kind of beautiful landmark. You know, you could see, OK, I guess maybe people might want to you know, I guess, appreciate the nature and then maybe make up, you know, stuff like people always do with religion. Right. Like, but then in this case, there actually is some real like supernatural kind of force at, at work. And it's never really explained, which is great. Um, like not really. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's cool. Like the pit is just, it's like this ominous pit that they have in the woods and they go there sometimes and, and do bad things. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah, and just the way it kind of like fits, because I've always I've been recently kind of like rereading some stuff like with the lottery and stuff by Shirley Jackson. Mm, And just I'm just really interested in that kind of like community based horror, like we're basically the the, in a way the real or part of the horror is 
um, simply just the rules that these people all adhere to, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, obviously the best advice would just be to get out of that, <laughs> get out of that area. Hell but yeah. of course it's not easy for somebody <laughs> who's, you know, who, who has nothing. Like basically they have to, uh, you know, um, the only thing of worth they really have is like moonshine that they can make and then kind of trade it in town for, you know, like some money at the drugstore or whatever. Right. It's like buy just like basic, uh, basic amenities. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really uh, like that. Larry Fessenden's great. As Larry Fessenden's yeah. great. Uh, Sean Young is great. Yeah, it was so it was a uh, surprise to see her name in the credits, and I'm like, is that the Sean Young? And then you see her, and it's like, yeah, that's the Sean Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was not the same thing when I saw it too. Yeah. I was like, I hadn't seen her in years, so I'm just yeah, yeah. So she's great, and uh, and yeah, of course, Larry Fessenden's great as always, uh, and uh, yeah, and and this girl. Damn, Lauren Ashley Carter. She yeah. is fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Just like, and just has, you know, like a, such like a unique face that it's, uh, yeah. kind of draws you in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And kind of like, you know, kind of big dark eyes and just, um, and she's kind of like, you know, smaller in stature too, so she's just vulnerable, but, mm, yeah. um, at the same time is kind of, well, it was very much instrumental in kind of everything that happens, um, in, in a way. Um, so it's kind of like she has this enormous, um, influence on things, uh, whether she wants to or not. Um, yeah, like just such a, a unique kind of role in a way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I'd even call it a brave performance at parts. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Very, uh, very raw, very real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's and, like and like the like the impending doom in this movie is just huge, pervasive, yes. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and just oh man, yeah, and just even there's some like other kind of domestic, you know, abuse and things like that that are going on as well, and it's just, um, uh, well, yeah, it's not really a spoiler, but we'll say it's. From the mom. Yeah, the and, mother is uh, super yeah. overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. And abusive. Yeah. yeah. To say the least. And, uh, yeah, like just everything. Yeah, even like the other kind of more minor community characters are still, you know, they're still pretty good. Like they could be, you know, like they're, they're, uh, they don't have that many lines in that. They're pretty good, but they're convincing as, you know, these, uh, members of this community. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I like even the, uh, the soundtrack is, um, like I think there's like sound um, design, but then there's also just the soundtrack by like Sean Spillane, and he did like some other stuff. Like he did like The Woman, and like where he just does the entire soundtrack. Like so. Oh, what- that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned The Woman um, because uh, what's her name? Lauren Ashley Carter is, you know, not. A main character, but right. maybe she, she is a daughter. I just forgot she, about. Oh, she yeah. is in Darlin, right? Right. Which is a direct sequel to The Woman. Yes. And Darlin came out in 2019. Haven't seen that. That one's directed by Pollyanna McIntosh, who is is the, the woman. woman yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is the woman. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly what I meant to say, but. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, holy shit, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, she's the lead in Darling. Okay. She's All not right. only in Darlin, right. she's in Darling, the movie that we covered. Right. That uh, sometimes ponderous black and white thing, with also Sean Young. 
Hmm. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, again, just one little bit about the uh, the soundtrack. Then too is that um, even like the oh, what do they call it again? Like kind of incidental music or the you know when you kind of hear background music that's actually uh, happening. Yeah, like you know? di- diegetic. Yeah, I that's think. it. Is exactly. That, is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even there's a couple times when they go into. Um, that's when someone is listening to the radio or whatever in a movie. For people who don't know, I think it's yeah. diegetic and then extra diegetic. Is that the term? Yeah. Something, something like that, and that, and that would be music that's, you know, the characters aren't listening to, right? Yeah. So in this case, I think it's music that's played in the background, of the like on the radio or whatever, or the sound system at the drugstore. But it's like different songs, and I'm certain those are like all just done by Sean Spillane. Yeah, I think yeah. He's got, well, a, he's got, he's got a bunch of, he's got a bunch of songs that are all in yeah. this, in this thing. So yeah, and and, and it's good. You know, yeah, I, yeah, he does like fully developed, you know, actual songs and uh, like, I mean, with lyrics and everything. So I meant, yeah, no, you know, offense to any non-lyricist kind of composers. I just, <laughs> well, you know. uh, perhaps I should I should try and hunt uh, hunt one of these songs down to uh, maybe I'll play, maybe I'll play it um, leading in because I've kind of selected a song. Um, for the outro that's actually quite long. So I'd rather play the long one after, but (laughs) so brace yourselves guys. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, this movie just has this, um, unending sense of impending doom that is just like racing towards the surface and, and boy, it, it, it gets there, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's funny. Like watching it, you sort of feel out of control, and uh, yeah, I think they did yeah, a really a, good job with that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, sort of, yeah. you sort of feel Ada, right? You sort of feel yeah. like where she is watching this movie. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I and uh, I found too that um, that like even though it's kind of played as a, I don't know how you want to say this, a different sort of character, like a less. I don't know what, not quite smart kind of guy, uh, the why there. Right, um, right. Makes the but it, I don't know, I found kind of as the movie went on, though, that I kind of also, like, I'm not saying he was a complex character, but I still think that he was important in the, you know, in relation to Ada. And, uh, and really, like, by, I don't know if you remember, like, the final, final scene of the movie, but, like, just it's kind of a closing shot kind of thing. But I was, like, almost a little uh, right. cheerful there. I was just a little emotional. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those sort of, like, long, you know, yeah. sad yeah. shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, um, yeah, so pretty darn good movie, Jug Face. And, um, you know, probably far away from, you know, some slashers and stuff that we talked about recently, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I mean, you know, you need these, you need these movies. This one has, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, a, a sort of short mention in that documentary, uh, Woodland, Woodland's Dark and Days Revisited or something, you know, the, the Severin folk horror documentary that comes with the box set. Right. Uh, Woods, Woodlands Dark and Deep or something like that. Anyway, uh, good, great documentary. Uh, it gets, it gets, I think, a tiny mention in there. And it, I don't know, probably should have uh, more of one because I think this is a, just a fucking fantastic example 
of folk horror, right? It's and, and yeah. it's inter- interweaving some, you know, social issues in there, right? Like you've got yeah. you've got you know this like teen pregnancy thing going on. It's incest, you know. There's one there's, thing I was gonna there's ask. Oh. abuse, you know, domestic abuse, you know, that that kind of stuff, and it's sort of all injected there, and it's all intertwined into this community that has a you know fucked up belief. But sorry, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's one little uh, kind of thing to to maybe consider. I mean, because for some reason I thought, I mean, I but I, it's not. I don't think it's 100 percent clear to be honest. But maybe that's the point. Um, is I for some reason thought like her uh, interaction with her brother may have been kind of like consensual. Like, I, I mean, I know they're in kind of weird circumstances. Um, but yeah, like I'm not a hundred percent sure whether like, cause I think they've done it more than right. Yeah. Which is pretty unfortunate too, after, you know, things, but, uh, um, I don't know. Like I'm not, I mean, I know it makes it a little more, um, I don't know. Like it's kind of hard to, uh, yeah, that's like another level yeah. to it. That you're kind of like, man, that's that's really weird. Like when you try to think about it from her point of view, that she, yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, has this kind of well, I don't want to say forbidden love or something, but yeah, uh, yeah. Just right. like, there's been something going on, and I'm sure it can happen in real life too, right? You know, I mean, I don't know, right. so especially in these kind of like, yeah, very very small communities that don't want to even like get involved with towns, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like speaking of the, those communities and this, you know, like, is this folk horror uh, that documentary presented? I can't remember. Like, it was basically the guy who coined folk horror. Can't remember his name, but he he had the folk horror chain for mm-hmm. it to be a folk horror film or story. It needs the following one use of the landscape and the environment check right Right. two isolated communities that develop skewed morality and belief systems check yeah and three the manifestation of those beliefs in a violent act or supernatural summoning check (laughs) yeah easily (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah so uh, that's it and uh I, I think this is maybe one of the one of the better examples of not maybe it's definitely one of the better examples of folk horror in uh, well it's I, I'll say the past decade you know yeah. Uh, yeah I think it's probably I think it's probably more rewatchable than uh, than Midsummer is and I really yeah. and I really loved Midsummer yeah I've only seen it once you know but uh, it still sticks with me so yeah yeah but I mean this this one's got me. Like just the pit, you know. Yeah. I, for I, I've always I, I I have a work in progress about a pit, you know. Mm. I love I love that that sleazy novel uh, from you know Guyane Smith, the guy who did the crabs novels. Oh right. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also had like a sleazy uh, horror novel called The Sucking Pit. <laughs> uh, and I love that. I read that when I was like thirteen. I was like, "This is crazy." <laughs> yeah, I knew he all the like kind I of attack books, but yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love, I just love an evil pit. I really do. I really do. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, so this has got Midsummer beat, even though I really love Midsummer. But, mm-hmm. uh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be watching this again. This is, you know, it's like, it's not fun. It's bleak, no. but yeah. it is, again, it's a great example of folk horror. And yeah. I, I, I think you should probably check it out if you haven't seen it because you might be like me and have it on your list on Tubi or whatever forever, but you need someone like Dwayne in your life to, to say, Hey, let's watch jug face. And Hey, now Dwayne and I are that person in your life saying, Hey, go watch jug face. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. And, uh, just to be clear, this has nothing to do with like Archie comics or anything like that. Just, uh, <laughs> no, that's, no that's, the, that's, that's the whole jug head. That's the whole oh, jug oh, head. Oh, yeah. And that, is that the sequel? No. <laughs> oh. Is that like big head? Oh. Like, talk about yeah. backwoods horror. Yeah. Throw some Edward uh, Lee in there. Oh yeah, some Ed Lee, some sucking pit. You know, it's, <laughs> we we got sleazy in this in this one. <laughs> oh man! So you know what? I, I think uh, just to kind of um, bring full closure to uh, uh, this particular uh, discussion is actually I, I I it's it's not a problem anymore. My mind's been made up. Oh okay. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about Jugface? No, not other than, uh, watch it. I think it's, uh, yeah. one of those great movies too that, um, it, and, again, this is my opinion, but I think it, it actually, it's one of those movies that works really well for like, um, like both, like, I don't want to say it's, it's meant for, either men or women or whatever, but like, I just think it's about, like, really, it would be, I think, seen as very interesting, like by maybe even like a, um, someone who wasn't like, maybe they're into drama or kind of like, I don't know, like, you know, maybe a little bit of the darker side of life, but they're not exactly a horror fan. I think that they would find this very worthwhile just because of, um, the performances and, uh, and just the, yeah, like the, the fact that in a way, um, if you took the pit out of this, it would still actually be a pretty interesting movie, you know? And then, well, you know, it's, it's funny because like, Net, there's so many movies like this on Netflix right now, which are just like, like, I don't know. I, I guess it's sort of like poor exploitation or something, yeah, you I know, like, yeah. and, and, and actually funnily enough, it was sort of this era is when that stuff started. There's like a bunch of movies that like, uh, fucking, uh, like, I don't know, like Justin Timberlake is like the male lead, but he's like grizzled fucking backwoods guy, you know. Right. You like like hated by the locals and shit. You know, like there's all these like weird like like uh like southern southern yeah, like southern yeah. noir shit that really started right. coming out. And uh <laughs> and like now like now that stuff and you know now there's all these shows that are like focused on these like sort of almost like backwoods communities and uh and this this just takes it a little just a little step further. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? as it should. I don't know. I mean, just yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what so, do you get? Yeah, what do you get weird, out of five? Say, I don't really like exploitation. I mean, I do, but I don't really like real life exploitation. If that makes right, sense. Right. I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think this is exploitative. No, no, not at all. But I, those other kind of uh, like 
I don't know if there's like a series on Netflix. I'm probably is. So, but yeah, uh, right. <laughs> right. <say>. Anyway. <laughs> so what do you give it out of five? Uh, I'm actually going to give it, I'm going to give it five actually. Yeah. 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 I, I don't see why not. It's, yeah. it, it's a great little movie and, uh, you can all see it for free. So why not? Uh, in fact, we command you, uh, and, uh, and not just we, but there's someone else that commands you and I'm going to name them in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for bringing this movie, uh, to the top of my watch list. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I will be watching it again. Yeah, you're uh, this might be like my favorite movie, you know, not from 2023 that I watched in 2023. Hmm, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, we command you and Sirith Ungle. Do you know Sirith Ungle? Uh. I think it's a location in like Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> but it's, it's also like a, like a weird proggy proto metal band. Uh, so uh, yeah, so they have a song that is what also commands you to watch Jugface. So here is Sirith Ungle with Master of the Pit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>
All right, and we are back for another <clears throat> Dread Media Top 5. That's right, another Dread Media Top 5. This time, Dread Media Top 5 pits in stories. I said horror stories earlier, but number five isn't a horror story. Number five is the film adaptation from Zack Snyder of Frank Miller's comic book 300. Now, there is a pit in that one. And the reason it makes this list is not so much because of the pit in this movie, because as far as pits in movies go, it's fairly benign. It's just like it's a big well, right? There's no like demons or any shit down there. You know what I mean? But the reason I'm including this over some other stories that have pits in them uh, is because of the theatrical experience. I came out of 300. Uh, Got to admit, jazzed after seeing it in the theaters. Just dug it. It was fun. It was fun. You know, as I look back on it, it's definitely not great. But uh, I think there are some incredible visual elements and also just like some really fun, crazy bullshit. Uh, and and hey, and sometimes that's all you want in a movie. And so anyway, I come out of 300 and uh, I think I'm with my friend Brian, maybe. Anyway, I can't remember what theater we were at. 2006 it came out. I don't think I was living here then, was I? can't remember. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, no, I was. I guess it was probably in Nanaimo. I can't remember who I was with. But, uh, yeah, so walked out of 300, and I'm, you know, getting close to my car in the parking lot. I was parked pretty close. And I heard this guy, like, come out the door, you know, well behind us, and he's like, ah, and I turned around and he was like, this is Sparta. And then he delivered a heavy, strong kick to the garbage can right beside the door of the movie theater. Now you're thinking, Des, this sounds like a stupid fucking meathead thing to do. Right? I'm like, yeah, it absolutely does. I'm not saying I enjoyed this because I appreciated it. I'm saying I enjoyed it because it's, it was one of those garbage cans that's essentially concreted to the ground. And he kicked it as hard as I've ever seen a human being kick an inanimate object and fell to the ground screaming about his knee. So that was why 300 makes the list at number five. <laughs> number four. IMDb rates this a six. I guess for IMDb, that's kind of good for a cheesy horror movie. But we're talking about Tibor Takax, Takaxes. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. Canadian, um, you know, child centered horror film, The Gate. And, uh, and like a lot of good horror stories, this one starts with a hole in the backyard. <laughs> and there's going to be another Canadian child-centered horror movie that uh, also deals with a hole, not in the backyard, but uh, we'll get there in a sec. Number three is The Dead Pit. You ever seen The Dead Pit? I'm sure you've seen the, the DVD cover or the 
the VHS cover. Uh, but, uh, really fun movie about basically, um, oh, it's like, it's, a, it's a, an insane asylum. And then I guess there's like an earthquake and it opens up the pit in the basement. I don't know where all these like fucked up experimented people on are, you know, are and zombies and shit. And, uh, it's fantastic. So the dead pit, uh, that's a movie I'd like to like to cover on the show. What is that? 89, 1989, The Dead Pit. Number two is the book that I mentioned in the review with Dwayne, Guy N. Smith's The Sucking Pit. Uh, this is a saucy and, I don't know, erotic? I don't know. Pornographic, almost? <laughs> it's an extremely, <laughs> it's an extremely filthy, pulpy horror thing about sort of like a swampy pit where what, like you can hide bodies and shit, but there's witches and whatnot. So great book, great book. Wait, hold on a second. Did I just see that? I did not know this. Apparently the sucking pit is the first in a series. Is that right? This is the sucking pit number one above it. What the hell? I'm on Goodreads here. Let's see what the other. They all. They don't have a list of the other sucking pit movies, but anyway, weird, wild horror from Guy Ann Smith, the creator of Crabs, the book series, not the, uh, you know, <laughs> sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the reason I moved this one to number one is because basically one of my, this is pretty similar beginning anyway, to one of my, uh, uh, work in progresses. And I'm talking about another child centered Canadian horror film, The Pit. That is Canadian, right? Oh, no. Oh, it's filmed in Canada. No, it's filmed. No, I'm sorry. It's filmed in Wisconsin, but it is a Canadian film. Huh. Yeah, filmed in the United States. Interesting. Canadian director? Is that what it is? I don't know. I always thought this was a Canadian... It is a Canadian film. Okay, so Lou Lehman is the director, and he he was also born in the States, but uh, he uh, died in Toronto. So I guess he was a Canadian director at the time that uh, he made The Pit, and perhaps Canadian production team as well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought that was actually filmed in Ontario, but here we are. Anyway, The Pit is crazy fun. It must have had a recent... Oh, sorry, I'm not even at the microphone. The Pit is really fun. It must have had a recent Blu-ray release, right? I'm going to get my hands on that. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's probably... Nope, doesn't seem like it's on Tubi. But uh, yeah, The Pit... Uh, but a kid, um, little weirdo, you know, you know, he discovers that there's like monsters in a pit in the forest. And so he feeds his like bullies to them. So fantastic. <laughs> Good stuff. Fun monsters in that one. Fun monsters. So there you go. That's our, um, dread media top five horror pit stories. And, uh, hope you liked it. If you didn't, 
Well, I'm going to put you into the pit. This is Into the Pit from uh, one of Rob Halford's post-Judas Priest side projects, Fight Into the Pit.
And that is us, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did putting it together for you. Look, I'm sick. I feel kind of like shit, but uh, I also uh, enjoy doing this podcast for the most part. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to just compiling it and getting it and all together and yada, yada, yada. But I'll be delivering this to the patron dreadites tonight. That's Thursday night. So if you want to uh, get in on the early episode fun, plus some other perks, I swear I'm going to get back to perks. I've been so fucking run down and burnt out. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Patreon.com slash dread media for as little as a dollar a month. You help keep the show going in perpetuity. On that note, uh, I mentioned I'm going to a concert. Uh, well, I, by the time most of you hear this, uh, it will have already happened. Uh, I'm going to see a band I opened for once and then saw live at this ballroom once and then saw live here in Port Alberni in an open farmer's field and the generator for the lights went out. So lighters and flashlights were lighting the stage when these guys performed there. And they actually played their first, I never opened for them at the Commodore. I wish I did, but they played their first concert ever at the Commodore. And Jesus, about 10 years ago, they played their last concert at the Commodore and now they're coming back. They're doing a full weekend at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. And it's one of my favorite metal bands. Great Vancouver metal band. Three Inches of Blood. And it's also, uh, I believe, yeah, this is the uh, 20th anniversary of their second record, but widely considered their classic record, Advance and Vanquish. So let's listen to a song from that, my favorite song, probably my favorite Three Inches of Blood song, Deadly Sinners by Three Inches of Blood. You guys take care of yourselves, take care of others, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> 